podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You know, someone asked us a question. They said, thoughts on Rondo spitting on Chris Paul and athletes spitting on each other in general. Did you see that? Oh, Rondo. Why would he do that, though? Like, did you know what CP3 did to, to provoke that? I don't know what he said, but apparently they they, they have beef. So it, it just needed one little thing for it to spark off. It was a good left hand, though, from Rondo. I had to admit, like a good little jab. No, no, but 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 he actually ducked pretty well. Like CP3 ducked. Nah, no, no, that that first punch was pretty good in terms of NBA fights. Have you seen Chris Charles and Kobe? I must have because I remember there was like a day when I just looked at all all the NBA fights. I've seen that one point. Yeah, man, he gave Kobe that two piece in the neck. <laughs> just wow, wow. I think I've seen that. I think I have seen that. Yeah, like, yeah. The, like, like, like the really wild one. I think I've seen that. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas podcast. My name's Daniel. It's your boy, Double H, Half Hope. We do this every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media. You can follow us on SoundCloud. That'd be dope. Instagram, Twitter, at Talking Tactics, Facebook, Talking Tactics 352. If you're listening on an Apple device, remember to leave a, leave a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. A couple of people leave five-star reviews, but then they don't leave anything. Like, they don't leave a message. So that's all. that always disappoints me. Like, if you're going to take time out to review us, you know, leave a little something so we can shout you out on the show. I mean, to, to, to be honest, like, I do sometimes leave five-star Amazon reviews and don't say anything. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a hurry. I know it's good, but, like, I'm just sort of in, in between stuff. I'm like, you know what? I really like this. I can't actually sit down and actually just use my brain to think of a, of a, of a review. So say, okay, five star, take it, I'm out. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, I, I would like to shout out people that, you know, help us out in that way. So thanks, guys, that leave reviews. What else am I forgetting? If you're on Spotify, follow us on Spotify. Shout out to the Spotify people. Carl was at the uh, the Arsenal-Leicester game that mm-hmm. just finished a few, a few minutes ago. So, yeah, he's not with us today. But it finished oh. 3-1, so that's what he gets. Uh, you know what? We should actually start at the Emirates. Why not? It's topical. It's the most recent thing that's happened in football. A Mesut masterclass? Yeah, yeah. Look, man, um, we understand Ozil's ability. Mm-hmm. That's not new. Can he ride against the bigger cats? That's what it's always about. Like, for me, Arsenal have, have scored the goal of the season so far. That is the goal of the season so far. The third goal, you don't see that very often. Like the way that goal was structured, how it happened, the movement, the dummy, and so forth, the pass. That's just a great team goal. That that's, you, you don't see those goals many times a season. Do you think Arsenal can do something this season? No. Okay, when, when, when I say do something, in your mind, that means what? Title. No, come on. I'm not talking about title. Like... No, 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 but, but no. Like what else could it be? In my mind, when I say do something, a lot of people had Arsenal as the sixth team. But now it seems as if they could push Chelsea at least for third. I said from the start that they, that they would come top four and Tottenham and United would miss out. That was my thing from the start. I said, nah, I, I see them coming top four. Mm, really and truly, like they've had a decent run so far um, other than those first two games. So I think they have Liverpool coming up next month and then... I think they play Spurs sometime later after that. So I had a question, and then it left me. Think about it. Bro, like, I have a headache. <laughs> this shit is actually, like, I'm suffering here. Um, how about this? What is one thing from this weekend that interested you the most? I mean, it's hard. It's I, I can't choose between Mourinho and Real Madrid. I can't choose between those two. Like, they literally go hand in hand. Did you see that, like, R- Mourinho could go back to Real Madrid? Obviously, it's just stupid rumors. 
they probably do need a, a Mourinho in that team. Like they need like an authoritarian, like someone to give them a bit of structure. They need Ronaldo back. This is where I, I, I stand with that. And it's, and it goes to what is, I think they asked Isco about how, how can we talk about someone who didn't even want to stay here? Something to that effect when they talk to ask him about Cristiano. My thing about it is that um, he's gone. So people saying, oh my gosh, look at Cristiano. Huda. Cristiano was in this team last season. Where did they finish? Third. So, okay, they finished fifth now. Who, who cares? Cristiano didn't lead them to a La Liga title, so who cares? Now, if they go out of the, the Champions League in the group stage or in the second round, it's like, oh, shit, damn. But in the last three, four years, Cristiano delivered one title in the last three, three years, one La Liga title. The prior, so if you don't win the title, that's a failure of, of a season. But what now helps you is you win the Champions League. I, I think that priority is Champions League. It's both. It's both. It's the La Liga title and the Champions League. I think if you got him in a room and you're like, which trophy means more to you? Like the La Liga trophy or the Champions League? He's going to tell you the Champions League. I mean, he wouldn't say that. No. Champions League is what I really want to go for. Yeah, it's definitely the one I would prefer to win. But he will say to his manager, I don't know, I want you to win all the titles this season. Right. Did you see the video of uh, Sergio Ramos? Isn't that big a deal? Do you know what? I, I think people are kind of overreacting a bit. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, overreacting. I'm pretty sure, like in the 70s, 80s, 90s, like yeah. that was kind of standard. Like when I was kind of feeling that happened, man. Like when a young dude or someone tries to be funny, yeah, you just keep kick the ball at them and lift. You forget about it. That same a few hours later, you'll you pretty much be, be laughing at the dude a few hours later. But since everything is so sensitive and they are playing, basically, put it, put, it, put it this way: if Real Madrid were winning La Liga right now. Guys will just laugh. They say this is a non-story. This is only a story because they're playing badly. What else do you want to talk about? Mourinho. So do you think he was at fault for reacting? Do you think do you think it is right for someone to celebrate in front of an opposition manager? Let's talk about the game first, because hmm. that happened at the end. So let's 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 start at the beginning. So first goal, Rudiger beats Pogba. It's, it was a little pick play. With uh, Louise, he kind of blocked off Pogba, mm. and then Lindelof didn't switch. If I was playing, I'd have been like something like switch or something like that because you it, it was intentional. Because as soon as Rudiger scored, if you watched Louise, he ran over to the bench and pointed at them like, "Yeah, what we did in the training ground works." So it was obviously something that they've drawn up that maybe <clears throat> Pogba switches off in these situations, or Lindelof isn't really aware of what's going on around him. So if we can set this up, maybe it'll work. And, you know, Louise picked Pogba off. Rudiger came around. Decent cross by William, and it's and it's 1-0. Um, and, and, you know, I, I see a lot of people get it on Pogba, but it's both of those players need to be more aware in that situation, I feel. It's not just all on Pogba. If United had a better defense, let's say they had Koulibaly in defense, he would, he would be aware of where the ball is going. And whoever he's marking, he'll be able to switch quick enough to go to get over to Rodiger and put a challenge on him to make it difficult for him to get a clean header away. I mean, I, so, I feel like people don't understand really how important communication is. Oh, it's key. Like, you have to talk. It didn't, it didn't seem like they talked at all. It was just like, oh, this is happening. Let me just be quiet. And then Rudiger power head into the bottom corner. Like, go ahead. You, you know, as in the defenses live and die on communication. That is how right. you operate. You cannot com operate without any communication mm. that was the probably the f 
key incident in in the first half, and then we got the Anthony Martial show for about thirty minutes. Mm. Two that incredible finishes, thing. bro. The first one, he Kepa didn't have a chance on the first one. Oh no, no, no! That was a common, common. Like that was a no chance to to save that. What impresses me so much about Martial is like you have all the commotion that's going on within that particular a rebound or what have you, mm. a, a, a poor clearance. Everyone's going everywhere, and he has like the oh, it's a cliche, but you know the presence of mind, just the calmness. They're like, all right, this is coming to me, bang, goal! Like it was just an an an, an incredible shot. Kepa, no chance. And then the second one, how he took Aspilicueta just out of the play. <laughs> yeah, man, look. Bro, I was watching it. I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, he's going to hit this. Isn't he? And he hit it, and it went right into the corner. You're like, damn it. <laughs> Especially because, like, at, at, uh, in the summer, a lot of people were like, yo, like, Chelsea could get Martial. But I was like, you know what? I I think I could go for that, especially like when when the striker situation. Imagine, is- I mean, imagine Marshall at Chelsea, man. Imagine that. I mean, especially when you see the complete garbage of Morata. <laughs> I mean, that dude is useless, bro. Let's. I mean, let's just let's just be. Let's talk keep about it, it bro. Talk about it. Talk about it. Um, what does he contribute? That's what I ask. So, any Chelsea fans listening to this podcast right now, I want you to sit down. Think for a moment, close your eyes, shut down the noise, and just say to yourself, what does Morato contribute? And give yourself one minute. Okay? Just give yourself one minute and, <laughs> and just think, think. Remember, close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. Just close I your eyes. Make sure that there, there are no I, I, sounds. And I say for a second we were actually going to give them like a moment of silence. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was actually going to shut up for a minute. No, no, no. no, yeah, no, no. Okay, so basically, what does Morata contribute? I mean, like, I, I could actually just shut up for the next two minutes. All right, let's let's actually think, guys. What does Morata contribute? I mean, I can wait, you know, for as long as he wants. So, you know, you know, Cat Williams says, "Don't worry, I'll wait." This is kind of that moment <laughs> <laughs> with his with his green jacket. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, I'll wait. <laughs> Basically, Chelsea and a, and a weird predicament. You have two strikers who can score goals. That's already a problem. But one striker oh, makes other plays better. So one striker is now right. sort of like a attacking midfielder, creative guy, but plays as a striker. Mm-hmm. And they have another guy who literally offers zero. And when I did the hangouts, someone played devil's advocate. Yeah, totally devil's advocates or someone so, or someone did said that the, the Chelsea board had a mandate that said that you have to play a 75 million pound investment in a game of this magnitude if that is true Chelsea are a disgrace and a joke of a club you know what it's I actually like, think Sarri probably looked at Chelsea's last two games and said Morata scored in the Europa League and he scored against Southampton <laughs> so Let's play him against Manchester United and see what happens. I think that's probably what happened. But and this is what this is actually worrying. Mm-hmm. If Sari doesn't know that Giroud is part of your strongest team, that's worrying. If he's still deciding between Giroud and Morata, that's that's quite worrying for a manager of his stature. Surely, surely you must know that Giroud is. If everyone is his fit, Giroud starts over Morata ten times out of ten. Because he's simply much more effective. 
until they sort out the next striker, because I, I don't know if Batshuayi is ever going to come back. So I think <clears throat> I think all the strikers on Chelsea's books, whether you look at Giroud, Morata, Batshuayi, Tammy Abraham, I don't know if any of those are really the solution. So what I would like to see is a lot of people in the summer were like, you know what, Hazard could play in the, quote, Mertens role. I think people did that just because they're both Belgian. I don't know if that would really work in the same way, but I would like to see maybe Pedro play in that role because he has more of an eye for goal. He's kind of selfish mm. in that way, and he's played kind of that role, if you will, just a kind of goal scoring. No, he has the, has the, the difference. So you play Willian, Hazard, Pedro, and but the difference that would work better. The difference is this: Napoli's midfield worked really well, so because. Like Hamsik, Alan, and Jorginho were really good and worked really well. It meant that Mertens only had to just score. That's all he had to, to do. Hazard has to do more than just score. He's got to take the yeah. ball up. He's got to run the play. He's got to be the point man. He's got to be the playmaker. He's got to be the creator. And he's also got to be the goal scorer as well. All Mertens had to do is, yes, yeah, sometimes play with the front three. Or really score because Hamsik is doing a lot of the work. Alan is doing a, a, a lot of the work. A lot of guys are doing a lot of the work that you don't really have to do. So you don't actually have to carry the ball and really be the, the points man. That's what Hamsik was. But in Chelsea, the points man, the guy who has the ball and is and it's pretty much the points guy that the guy trying to pin things through is, is Hazard, who also happens to also be your top goal scorer. So there's a real problem because Chelsea are turning to a worse version of Barcelona right, right now. <laughs> Because Barcelona at least have Coutinho, Dembele, Rakitic, who can just switch it on when they want to and just win the game for you. Mm. Um, but Messi is doing a lot of the work. But Chelsea are an even worse version of that because they, Chelsea don't have a Rakitic, a Coutinho, or a Dembele. Like Hazard is by quite considerable distance the best attacking player in the team by quite a way. The, basically, the, the distance between Messi and Coutinho and Messi and Dembele is not as big as the distance between Hazard and William and Hazard and, and Pedro or Hazard and Barkley. Pedro is probably a better goal-scoring option in their front three than Morata or Giroud. So why not try that? If um, Danny, last I checked, it's 2018 and not, not 2009. Which is even a bigger indictment of the striker situation. That I think that's probably a better idea. Although, you bring up Chelsea's midfield. Someone asked us, how do we feel about Conte's role? And I can kind of just twist that question um, from A1 into like, if we need goals from midfield, we being Chelsea, maybe this Ross Barkley thing isn't that bad of an idea in terms of like, he's probably the best goal scorer midfielder that Chelsea have. Jorginho's mm. not going to score goals. Conte's not going to score goals. Kovacic can get in areas, but it seems like his finishing isn't really up to par in that way. Like he, he can get in the right areas and he's had like maybe four or five volleys just go anywhere except where they're supposed to go. But um, if Ross Barkley can come good and maybe pitch in with his little 10 goals or something like that, maybe, maybe you can't keep the kind of Giroud project going, but I don't want to harp too much on Chelsea. Um, but Ross Barkley did score the, the equalizer mm. um, in the 96th minute. I think it was. Yeah. And uh, that sparked, how do you pronounce the last name? Iani, Iani. The Chelsea assistant celebrates on the way across United's bench, and that kind of got people alerted. Then he goes back and celebrates again, and Marina wasn't having it twice. <laughs> and he kind of wanted to throw hands, it seemed like, or maybe he just wanted to, like, 
corrective because we kind of know how Mourinho gets down at Stamford Bridge when he feels disrespected. Like if you remember, like when Conte beat him four 0 he was mad quick to be like, I don't, I don't know what he said in Italian, but oh, I'm no, sure. no, 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 he's not. He, he, he told him, "Don't you embarrass me like this, you, 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 you piece of." <laughs> Those are half hopes translations. We, don't, I don't speak Italian, so, uh, but yeah, um, so. Maria already has a little track record of being feisty. It's, you know, it's his old stomping grounds. You, you know, there were fans like chanting like "F off, Mourinho." Do you know how? Do you know how stupid that that, that is? No, seriously. Any Chelsea fan that was insulting Mourinho, you're a flipping moron. Yeah, he's and, already got that. And and also, Mourinho was, was right to put up three fingers. I yeah, bro, I am the reason why you're irrelevant in in, in, the, in the modern age. How show some bloody respect you, you, you piece he, he held up three. Like, I, I won three titles here. Y'all, y'all really gonna try to disrespect me like that? Like, yeah. you know what? I still like Mourinho, man. <laughs> I love Mourinho. I, I, I know I'm like, not supposed to, like, you know, oh, he, who cares, he left. Who, he now manages Manchester Like, listen, let me screw tribalism. Screw it. I know that's not what should be said in this whole football thing. But you know what? Screw tribalism. Support your, your team. But at the end of the day, look at the bigger picture. Support football and support guys like Mourinho because football needs Mourinho. You see, it's 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 tribalism that says, "Oh, he left Chelsea. He's now the manager of the enemy. So now let's start insulting." Nah, shut the hell up and grow the hell up. Oh yes, I support Chelsea now, and anything that's not Chelsea is an enemy. And no, 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 grow some balls, okay? Male or female, grow some balls, okay? Um, <laughs> Mourinho should always be respected. If you're a fan of, of Chelsea, because he built the modern legacy of that club. Yeah, I just I just felt that was just very very disrespectful. Like you don't have to cheer for him. Like, I understand like he's now the manager of Manchester United, but there should be some level of like decency and respect for a person that put in that much work. For sure, you know, and won you three Premier Leagues, brought and or made better most of the legends that the club has has had in the past twenty years. You know, he bought Didier Drogba, you know, he improved John Terry, he improved Frank Lampard to being, I think, second or third in the Ballon d'Or. So, like, show that man some respect. Like, he made your legends who they are. So, yeah, I just I just thought that that was kind of classless, but I expect nothing less, really and truly. <laughs> hey, man, is, 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 isn't this the, the club that you're repped for, man? It's your club, in it? I told you that the moment I saw that, like, the club wants to send people to Auschwitz. <laughs> Like, bro, like, I don't know how how much longer I can rep this, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, I mean, it's it's always gonna be there. It's it's, it's always gonna be there because it's been there since I was like ten, eleven. So, um, it's gonna be there. But like, I'm 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 gonna be like super objective with it. Like, I don't, as you say, like, you don't have to be uber tribalist. Like, if yeah. something's wrong, you should be able to say it's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, in that vein. I feel like the the Chelsea assistant was wrong. I know a lot of Chelsea fans are like, "Yeah, go, Iani or Marco, whoever it is." No, no, no. Okay, and- sure, sure. But, but, sorry, sorry to cut you, but just very briefly, like, because I've been I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. There's there might be some history. Like, why would he do that? Does anybody know exactly what he said? No, no, like, no, no, is okay, that- okay, like for forget about what what he said. That's not not even that's relevant. Is why would you celebrate in front of? Mourinho. If let's say this was against um, Man City or against Liverpool, does he do it to Klopp or Pep? They have to have some history. The point that makes that if Chelsea played Man City or Liverpool, 
right? Yanni doesn't do that in front of Klopp or Guardiola. Who knows? I, I, I actually think he probably does. If the game happens in the exact same way, maybe. Okay, yeah, I mean, well, okay, well, if that's true, then yeah, that's like, bro, I mean, why would you do that? So the opposing <laughs> manager, that's what he's a just guessed. He was just, do. he was just really happy because Chelsea were going to lose. They didn't lose, and like with like virtually the last kick of the game, we got you. Like you oh, thought you was no, gonna no, no, win, no, didn't no, you? No, uh, uh, uh. No, I mean, like Danny, think. I mean, think about it. It's like, first of all, you you you've obviously been doing this for a long time. Even if you're fully gassed and everything, it is still a crazy thing to do to an opposing manager you don't know. But if you have no history with him as an assistant manager or part of a coaching staff, it's still a crazy thing to do to the opposing manager. I don't know if the guy should be like fired or sacked. Yeah, or I mean, like I mean that, but he should be like maybe fine. It's not that big a deal, man. He should maybe like suspended for a couple of games or whatever it is. Like you, you can't really be having that um, mm. on the touchline. Um, you know, someone asked. We talked about Barcelona earlier. Maybe we can get this question out of the way. Jay Nicholas, nineteen ninety one, asked, "How much will Messi's injury affect Barcelona?" So Lionel Messi broke his arm or fractured his arm in some yeah. way. So he's going to be out for three weeks. He's going to miss. Some games in the Champions League. He's going to miss the Classico against Real Madrid. Mm. He'll probably be back in time for their game against Atletico Madrid. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, so is it confirmed that it's three weeks? Those are the reports that I saw from the latest reports. So, okay. who knows? Maybe they'll go to some place in Germany, give him horse placenta or whatever, and he'll be back in a week. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> who knows? Who knows, you know? Like, Barcelona have methods, allegedly. At, at, at the time of recording, Messi's out for three weeks. Was it 2014-15 when Messi had an injury for like two, three months and like Neymar stepped up and we finally was like, hey, yo, Neymar can be Batman if he's given the platform to be Batman. Like he's mm. not necessarily a Robin. Do you think there's anybody on this Barcelona squad who in these, we'll call it two weeks or three weeks, mm. you think anybody like Coutinho, Dembele? Um, they could. Like for me, like I think they said that um... – Although Wesley was playing, continue step, stepped up last season mm. in some of the games like he, he played, like he stepped up. So I think that like Dembele is a super talented player. 100%. Like the cannibal is currently a brick. He's currently in class C, so that's an issue. Um, <laughs> but with Dembele, Coutinho, and, th- and this alpha guy is looking pretty good. This alpha guy is looking pretty good. So basically, I like it because I like. I like this Barcelona Inter Milan matchup now. Mm. That's very nice. How well can they do without Messi against Icardi and Inter Milan? Because this is a great test for the team of like, okay, can you operate without Messi? And how much does Messi and how dependent are you on Messi? You know what? Before we get into like maybe Champions League and questions, we'll probably talk about the the Milan derby. Icardi with late winner, man. Did you see his 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 run? Have you seen the video of his run? I I have seen the clips. Donnarumma is under a review. You you can't do that. You can't come out say you know what? Screw it. Let me go back to in the goal. You, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> if you come out, you come out. You can't come out and like oh let's go 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 back. No, because I think that if he comes out, he should be able to get it. Just as as he came out, he realized that you know what? Oh, I've come out too early. I don't think I'll be able to make the jump. Let me go back and hopefully, oh damn it, a card is there. Screw it, I'm done. So, you know, what? I'm I'm looking at the table for Syria, and it's like there's interesting storylines in Syria. 
Juventus already won the Serie I don't want okay. anybody to tell me that Napoli or Inter have a chance. Don't do it. Well, I mean, we should we should probably mention. Do you remember they were talking about can Juventus win thirty eight games? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like no, no, they weren't going to win thirty eight straight games, people. No, they. I think it was Genoa they dropped points to, yeah. um, it, two points, albeit. But yeah, like nobody can go through a league and win thirty eight straight games. I'm sorry. I can't think of any league that's so one lopsided that any. No, 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 that's got that. Who would be your top five strikers in the league? I think he means Premier League. He said I'd go with Aguero one, Aubameyang two, Kane three, Lacazette four, Jamie Vardy five. This is from Mason Boris. Top five Premier League strikers. Aguero's number one. Yeah. I'd put I put Kane at number two. Mm. I think I'd put Lacazette. At three, if we're just talking pure strikers, because Aubameyang's a bit in like a, a middle ground. Um, but he just scored two to today, and Lacazette missed two great chances. I mean, I'm still putting Obama as a pure striker, Aubameyang over Lacazette. For for for, for baller, Lacazette, but just for pure striking now, Aubameyang over Lacazette. Do you think they're both in the top five in terms of the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, oh, let me what? Let me guess. Lukaku, <laughs> come give me a break. Man. I mean, it's it's tough to put Lukaku in there, but I think he's fifth. Lukaku? Come, who else? Mates. What's it called? Aguero, Kane, Lacazette, Aubameyang, and um, I will put Vardy there above him. I, I, I would put Arnautovic there above him. What? Danny, are you really going to tell me that you're going to put Lukaku over Arnautovic? Yes. If that's, you were starting... If you were starting Tim. a football team right now, you would you're take Arnautovic put, over you're, Lukaku? You're going to put Tims above Arnautovic. Tims. Come again? Tims. Tims. Tim, Tim, Timberland Boots. That's his, his new name. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting Tims over Arnautovic. No way. No, it's not happening, man. <laughs> His 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 goal record stands for itself. Could you argue that Salah is a striker? Could, could that, no. Could Yo, he... okay. Firmino should be in this, if only because he offers something different in in his role. I'm putting and Firmino I, and I, for sure. For I suppose sure, he plays striker. For sure, I'm putting, um, I'm putting Firmino over Lukaku for sure. So, so wait, how are Chelsea in the in the top four with Hutchins as a striker? Let's do some more questions. Hmm. There, there were a lot of questions this week, guys. So thank you for that. Do you guys think City has improved from last season? I think it's hard to tell without De Bruyne in the team. I think once he comes back, you know, someone asked, with the addition of Kevin De Bruyne, are City going to be better than they have been so far this season? I think that's probably an, uh, uh, an obvious question in some ways. But I think we'll know how good City are once they get their full complement of players back, and once they get their best midfielder back, especially. Mm. De Bruyne is crucial to say City. Like, without uh, the De Bruyne... I think City will struggle to win the title. With De Bruyne, they've already won the, the title. I'm just going through the questions here. Someone says, after Mourinho tried to throw hands after the celebration, how, when, and why has he become a parody of himself? I'm sorry I didn't ask that question when I probably should have. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like he was justified to do what he did. 
because something was probably so, something must have been said. And Mourinho speaks Italian, so I'm sure he would have picked up on anything. Yeah, and also, and also, he, he's all he's only human, man. So come on, man. Most tactically slash positionally flexible players in the in the Premier League. Hmm. I think I think Ashley Young could play most places in, in defense, and I, I think he can play any place in mid midfield as well. I think he could play left back, right back, DM, and either wing. Milner as well. Milner, Milner can yeah, play DM. He can. He has. He has played right back before. He can play anywhere in in midfield. So yeah, Milner. Milner is probably the answer. Yeah, it's Milner. I think he can play everywhere except striker. Maybe yeah. he. Maybe he could even try striker. Striker, goalkeeper. I think it was maybe center back. I, I thought of Aspilicueta because I know he's playing. But, but, but he's only anywhere in defense, though. Right, right, right. So. But you know, he used to be a winger back in the days. You wouldn't know it. By how he like never gets forward and overlaps. But... Yeah, like um, Bill used to be a left back. Hmm. Last question that we got this week says, "Why does La Liga have the fewest black players?" <laughs> you know, Carl actually responded to this one. He says, "Hard to verify. It's very few leagues release numbers like that. For example, thirty-three percent of players were black or minority ethnic." on the opening day of the 2017-18 Premier League season compared to 16.5% 25 years ago. But I imagine the number of nations that speak Spanish may play a factor. That's interesting. I wish you were here to kind of explain this further. But (laughs) I don't even want to have a discussion about this. This wasn't even my thought. But now that Carl put that down there. Um, England and France, if we want to put this specifically, Mm. Their colonization went all around the world. I I can't necessarily speak for Spain. Obviously, I know they went to like South America and other places like that. But France and England specifically went far reaching, especially in Africa. Exactly. So when you look like I I would guess that France probably has the biggest population of black players in their league just because of what they did. In terms of like Togo, Benin, Senegal, Mali, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso. Mm. Who am I forgetting? There's another one I'm forgetting. Guinea? Probably. There's, there's a lot here. Cameroon. <laughs> Cameroon. <laughs> France were everywhere, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. France. No, no, because for me, I thought England, no, France have their claws all over Africa. Do, do you know what? And, like, and, and, you know, I mean, and, especially West and, and Central, like, they are, they're all right. over. You know, I was I was about to bring up that point because a lot of the I, I I don't know maybe the best footballing talent on the continent of Africa comes from West Africa and that's where a lot of French French colonization was. Mm. So when those people go to the mother country, as we'll call it for purposes, those kids are probably going to grow up and play football just because they're athletically gifted in that sense. And mm. you have to consider like they also went to the Caribbean. And that's where players like Thierry Henry come from or Lillian Taram. Like they come from those areas like Guadalupe, Martinique, etc. So that might explain it in that sense. And then obviously you have England who, you know, they had Jamaica, they had Nigeria, they had Ghana. So that might explain that in that sense. Spain, they went to Argentina. They went to where, where else? Help me out. <laughs> and, think, no, 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 no. Ar- oh, no obviously like Argentina, Chile. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Spain is basically like, like South, South, South America. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then like the, the the Portuguese obviously went to Mozambique, Angola, and Brazil. So and and Mozambique, Mozambique. Right. So as Hapo said, like 
where Spain went to colonize, there weren't that many black people. So you kind of combine Carl's point and that point. And I guess that kind of maybe explains why there aren't as many black people that play in La Liga, just because they don't have the colonial legacy mm. of imperialism in Africa in the same way that other leagues might. Yeah, true. Or if we want to go deeper. <laughs> oh, Lord. Let's go. Are we not going to slavery? No, no, no. What is the stereotype of La Liga? It's a very technical league. Everything's on the floor. It's about precision. It's, 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 ah, a, it's, you're going it's, there. It's, it's the most technical league. Now, what is the stereotype of black players? Pace, power, run, 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 exactly. run, lack of technique. So, if the people making decisions are looking at this like we have a technical league and black players aren't necessarily technical, if these are the two things that you believe, that maybe these black players, these African players won't fit well in our league. Perhaps that, perhaps that could be a factor as well. Stereotype, colonization, and I don't know, well, just like know, language barrier. I, I think that is for sure. I think you could talk about the racial dynamics of Spain, the racial situation in Spain, because obviously there's definitely like a, a, a racism issue in Spain based on the, the lack of interactions with um, blacks and so forth. But I think even more so, I think in Spain, I'm sure a lot of Spanish guys just view blacks as like, look, these are just a bunch of animals who are really strong and really fast. Based on our game, that's more technically proper proficient. These animals can't play our game. So that's so they wouldn't even be, look at them really to come and really be integrated into the team. But what's it called? I think the only but remember Marcos Senna? Yes. Yeah, he was he was he was Spanish and in the Spain team that won the Euros in two thousand and eight. Was he in the World Cup team? No. He was in the in in the Euros team, but um Del Bosque didn't pick him for the thingy team. So yeah, I mean I guess that answers the question. That's probably more interesting <laughs> than, than I thought it was going to be. Thank you, Carl, for your for your response. Um, last question. Oh Jesus, do I even want to ask this? Because it's propaganda related. Oh, it's no. from a guy called Football God Twenty Six. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> you know what? Okay, look, look, Dan. Think long and hard whether you want to ask this and whether you think it's truly relevant. Because I know what it's going to be about. Because I know who this guy is. So. Do you really want to ask this question? Is it really relevant or can we just sort of end this podcast in a much more sanitary way? <laughs> it's your call. Why are you putting the pressure on me, man? <laughs> yeah, I am, man. Just, it's your call. Do you want to end it this way or do you want to end, end it another way? It's your call. Okay, I will respect the listeners and I will ask the questions that the listeners sent. Okay. Um, I respect you guys. Okay. Luca, have hope does it. Luca Madrid has misplaced. 421 passes, was tackled 76 times, and got dispossessed 93 times so far this season. This was a quote tweet. So this is going to be the Ballon d'Or winner. Will be the worst winner in history. <laughs> so like, okay, so obviously... and 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 I I wonder who he thinks should win the Ballon d'Or. Um, probably Cristiano Ronaldo. Hmm. Because it's it's his Avi. So there you have it. Apparently, all the Ronaldo stands don't like Modric anymore. When he um, was feeding Ronaldo, he was okay. But now that he's taking all the individual <laughs> awards that they crave, they hate him. No, but, but, but see, see, that's the, 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 the funny thing. So Modric, see, <laughs> Modric is a central midfielder who helps to facilitate attacks. 
Cristiano by himself can't score goals. Cristiano can't do what Messi does. Messi creates his own goals, <laughs> which Cristiano really does. So Cristiano needs Modric as much as Modric needs Cristiano. You take Modric out of that stats team, Cristiano would struggle because the midfield won't want to work with Tony Cross only there, and they will not be able to facilitate and dominate games and create situations based on Modric's ability to break from midfield and offer really clever passes. But Modric isn't there to score goals. He's there to provide four guys to score goals. But when you don't have goal scorers in a team, what more can Modric do? Okay. But for, but for Cristiano, you are dependent on the team providing for you. You mm. can't dribble past four guys and score in the top corner like Messi can. <laughs> so, so, so guys getting on Modric, like Modric is, not, is definitely not playing at the level he was like um, World Cup and Champions League time, but he's still playing at a high level. He is still doing what he does. I he's still one of the best central midfielders in, in the world. Do we it's have to take that... into account like Modric played three games in the group stage, then extra time three times before yeah. playing in the World Cup final and giving everything and being the best player in that tournament. He played a hundred he played two hours of football three times in a week. And and, and, and remember this guy was everywhere, uh, like distance like, 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 focal points. Like he was the central midfielder who they always looked to to get on the ball. Like I think I remember in the England game, I was like, man, this dude is tired. <laughs> this dude literally has no no no, no legs to, to stand anymore. Right. And they, so, they had to go penalties. They were doing all kinds of stuff. So like the stress of carrying your country, then losing in the champ in, in the eventual uh World Cup final, I was gonna call it Champions League final. And the fact that you've played like the most games possible in the Champions League for the past yeah. three seasons, this guy's tired, man. And he hasn't had a good he hasn't had a uh, time to rest. So that World Cup hangover, I, I feel like, really applies, especially in, in, with Modric. So I think judging him off the past, what, the past four months almost, like, I, I, don't, I don't know I mean, if that's necessary. Well, for me, like, to be, to, to be real, the Ballon d'Or discussion, I feel, for me, I think the Ballon d'Or Final Three should be um, throughout all the years. And as of, basically, let's say the Ballon d'Or was announced right now. So you take everything into account. Mm -hmm. It has to be, um, I would still say, Mbappe, Modric, Messi. Because I feel that Salah has slowly waned in the past few months. Mbappe has slowly now gotten even stronger now, a little bit now in the past um, month or, or so. Messi has been playing like, like crazy in the last month, month, month or so. I think Modric, he's still playing at a pretty somewhat high level. You can't for, forgo what he did at the World Cup and in the in the Champions. So I still think those are the three guys who, if it was now, I'd pick those those three. I think it's Modric one, Salah two. Messi three. Ronaldo Why Salah? The season that he had last year, but no, no, was no, 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 so no, 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 incredible. You you have that to that, that him not being on account. the podium is disrespectful. You're not going to tell me he wasn't one of the top three footballers of the past year, from January until now. The, the, the World Cup. No, 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 no. Ballon d'Or takes it. All the way from January up until like the very moment they. they this is why it. I think it's such a stupid award. Because it's, of course what? it is. Look, 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 look. we're really doing this for a debate, but <laughs> just for argument's sake, it is from general. Hence, why it's when so Cristiano dumb. scored like that um, hat trick in the Euro qualifier against Sweden, that was pretty much what gave it to me. And that was like a month before the award. So they really look at what have you been doing in the last few months, as well as in the World Cup, Champions League, and everything. And if it's that, um, Salah, I think. 
slowly comes out of it because Mbappe has really been doing some stuff for, for France and for PSG in the last month or so. Like, it should be over the course of the last season. You know, like the 2017-2018 season, mm. Ballon d'Or winner. Not the 2018 calendar year because football doesn't go from January. Like, you don't start the first game in January. You start it in mm. August or September. So this is a dumb idea. However, while we're here, Brick Door. Who are your three candidates for Brick Oh, no, no, no. Come on. I can't, I can't reveal that now. But what do you I mean? The many candidates. I think if the Ballon d'Or has released its shortlist, surely we should be able to give the people the Brick Door shortlist. Okay, all right. I shall, I, sh I shall break the Brick Door shortlist right here exclusively on Talking Tactics. <laughs> so you've got Karius. You've got Benzema. Benzema was in the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 I mean, you, you, you've got Morata, you have Boateng, you have Sampoli, you have Yuchimlov, Meza, <laughs> you have um, Igalo. <laughs> so those, those, those are the ones that that are there at the moment. So I'm going to say those eight, and I think two more possibly to make it sense. So those are the eight. So yeah. I'll probably do like an unofficial video releasing the shortlist. So those are definitely the eight that are going to be put out there. <laughs> no, 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 but it's not. It's it's going to be a great party. Like I'm, I'm thinking about actually having like a nice official brick door party. You, you should get like a, a brick and paint it in gold or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like spray paint it gold and actually have it in the video. And I know imagine if I can actually get one of the guys to come and actually accept it. In, in person, that would be amazing. <laughs> no way. You, you would have to give it... To, nobody would show up, actually. Because, like... <laughs> could you imagine if Carrius actually showed up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, thank you, Double H, some guy I've never met before for uh, this golden brick. Brick door, man. And you, you have to spell brick in the French way. It looks close enough. So Basically, like to... the brick door are like the Razzies, so it always takes place before the Ballon d'Or night. So the nights before is the brick door. There hasn't been one in a few in a few years. I, will I don't know. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's it's, it's 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 been a while since. Last thing that I probably want to get through is let's take a look briefly at these Champions League fixtures mm. and see if there's anything interesting today and tomorrow when people listen to this. Um, Hoffenheim play Lyon. Probably mm. gonna watch that. Young boys against Valencia might watch it. I have a Mitchie agenda to keep up. <laughs> and you know what? Valencia is a horrible team, bro. They have like no creative players. It's just a, they need to sack that coach and switch the formation to 4 3 3. I, ca I can feel the Mitchie rage born inside of you. I mean, I, I could go into a rant, but I'm not going to. Um, and then the big game um, for tomorrow or today when you're listening to this is Manchester United against Juventus. Cristiano returns to Old Trafford. Um, yep. What do you think? Do you think Manchester United have a chance? Um, they to have win, a chance. To win. To lose. win. Like they are destined to lose. 3 2 to Juventus. I'm, I'm looking at Wednesday's fixtures. Club Rouge played Monaco. Thierry Henry lost his, uh, his opening yes. match in League One against Strasbourg. Strasbourg. I watched the highlights. I, I, I felt bad for, for my boy. Thierry Henry. I called him my boy. I hated him at one point. <laughs> Just because he was the Arsenal striker. I mean, like he was the uh, scourge. 
Yeah, man. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid. That's pretty good. Very good game. Very good game. No, no. I mean, basically, now that's where I'm. I'm screwed because I think there are three great games on Wednesday, and I and I can only watch two. So I may have to go with Barcelona, Inter, PSG, Napoli. Wow. All of this. You see, this this is why you wait for annoy me. All right. Mm. Like they they staggered the kicks, but you still have Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid at. at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have Barcelona Inter at 3 p.m. 8 p.m. Like, like, see, if you stagger the, the kickoffs, why not put at least one of those? If you want to watch it and pull, put put one one earlier so they don't clash, man. Like, come on, bro. No, it's, it's, it's like weird. Club Rouge Monaco. Like, why would you have that game? Why would you flip them? Like, nobody wants to watch Club Rouge. But anyway, yeah, uh, PSG Napoli. That that should be good. That's probably the best. Actually, no, I think Barcelona into Milan is probably going to be the most interesting game to, 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 to view. No, but I actually mean like the, the, the quality of the football. Probably yeah. PSG, Napoli. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Liverpool played Red Star, Belgrade. Do, do, do you have beef with Red Star fans? Oh, why? How do you mean? Did you call them like Red Star Brickade or something? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, look, I apologize, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think a guy came. To, I think one guy commented to say, "Look, man, show, show, show some respect." Like, yeah, look, yeah. I, you don't <laughs> want beef with them, man. Yeah, look, man, those are your friends, man. You can't, you can't for those guys, man. Sorry. All right. So yeah, there's there's actually like four really good matches to come up. Boy, I say really good. Can a game with Manchester United really be really good? Um, all right. So, is there any other topic that has happened in the world of football that interests you? What would you say if Ibrahimovic did join Real Madrid in January? I would say that like they probably fucked up selling Cristiano if that's what you have to resort to. I mean, do you know how low that is? You're gonna to go to Ibrahimovic from the MLS. <laughs> that's 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 that. Uh, he plays for LA Galaxy. <laughs> Can you go from Galaxy to Real Madrid? That's crazy. Like I don't think anybody ever has, and nobody ever should go from the LA Galaxy. <laughs> To Real Madrid. Oh man, you know, doing this podcast sometimes makes me feel better, man. I I I am pleased by that. Yeah, man, I, I wasn't feeling that great. I'm still not feeling that great, but you know, I feel a little life, better. man. Life's yeah, a bitch, man. as as AZ would 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 say. I don't know. I must have ate something bad. Again, we do this every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media at on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Facebook. Talking Tactics 352, Instagram, Talking Tactics. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud. I think we're creeping up near 400 on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys. Um, yeah, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Shit. Spotify, yeah. man. Spots, spots us on the fi. So, like, you listen to Spotify a lot, huh? I'm a Tidal guy, man. Tidal, oh. man. That's how I roll. I'm, 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 I'm rolling with Jigger. <laughs> so so like how, how do you listen to uh joe button podcast which is like a favorite podcast so no so so basically you don't have to be a member to listen to spotify body but they then have ads mm. so you can still listen to the podcast but you have to listen to it with ads if you become a member then you then there are no ads and you can listen to it offline so i just listen to it online Listen to it and then I then view the YouTube thing two days afterwards. So. Did you listen to the Pusha T? I'm assuming you did. Oh, of course I did. I told you. I'm a, <laughs> look, I'm a Joe Bodden podcast like groupie, man. Like Very, very insightful knowledge from our guy Pusha, man. Oh, no, it was deep, man. It was deep, man. I mean, Pusha is a very interesting cat. Very interesting dude. You can't beef with somebody like that, man. No, nah, no. Nah, oh, no, no. You, no, you. I think 
when you something like yeah like you know how people say oh no much eminem no one should go against eminem now nah, i see pusher that's guy nah that's that's a guy you, you, you don't go to battle with man he's he, he's too clean you know what i mean like and he he's willing to go i i said this as soon as this beef happened like you can't beef with a guy like pusher if you're a star on the level of of of, of a drake mm. because drake you can't get muddy no, not no, like no, that no. and keep the image that like sells to <laughs> suburbia you can't you can't go to a place that push a T really that's his that's where he thrives like you can't do that so like here in that interview although it was like three out like you listen to three hour podcasts yeah. bruh three out like i had to like take breaks oh no, no, no you see it's difference when it's you because remember i listened to the audio first say see i've not watched the the full video but with the audio I'm I'm cleaning. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff on the websites. I'm typing, and it's just in 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 the background. So mm. it's like just part of my routine there, as in the background, as I'm just doing like other tasks in in the house. Mm. So it's oh, cool. I see, I see. Yeah, but, but, wanna... it's, but it's, it's like something like Drink Champs. Did you watch the Jaro one? Like, that's like three hours, but that was really good. I can't do anything for three hours, man. I'm too ADD, bro. That's that's why I keep these podcasts like to an hour. Mm. hour 30 man. like that's my but look man so, you know, long form is what people are really into these days man like if as long if you're engaging enough guys will f with you for two hours three hours boom if it's an engaging enough bro i don't care how engaging you are like when a movie have you ever watched like a movie that's like three hours i'm like really oh, no, no, no. Called? the lawrence of, of arabia is almost like it's like three and a half hours basically it's basically it's, it has an interlude <laughs> that's how long the film is it has an interlude <laughs> So, yo, do, do you remember back in the days when you had like a VHS and like the the movie came in like two VHSs? Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. I remember like my, my my dad went to the library one time and he came back with like the Ben Hur film, Man. like the like the one from the fifties. It was like days. two VHSs, long yes, ass interview no, in the no, middle. It's like that's when those are when films were films, man. Those are when films were films. But that's because in the nineteen fifties they had nothing else to do, so you might as well make a four hour yeah. movie. Like why not? But anyway, we're rambling. Talking Tactics Podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football, man. Indeed, indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.